This is yeah. Creator Culture uh, by Hashtag Pink. Hey, I'm Danny DeSatnik, and if you're new here, this is a podcast all about creators. I chat with incredible creators, and sometimes, like this week, the people that support them to really understand three things. How creators are building their brands, what their brand partnerships look like, and what to expect in the future from this world of creators. So welcome to week 28. If it's true that creators are the new brands, then they need to be supported like them. If you're starting a traditional business, you have access to a suite of tools that can help you understand your metrics, can help you take out loans, and effectively scale your business. But the same can't be said for creators, which is why this week I'm chatting with Seema Gandhi. A year ago, Seema teamed up with Knight Media President Ezra Cooperstein to build Creative Juice, a platform offering financial tools to support creators as they grow. The idea is simple. They want to become the financial network for creators of all sizes. Before taking on the CEO role at Creative Juice, Seema was leading business development teams at Plaid and Amex. She is the perfect person to be leading the charge. And talking to Seema was so refreshing because not only does she have the right skills and experience, but she cares deeply about how creators will change the world for the better. So let's get to the good stuff. Here's my conversation with Seema Gandhi. So my son's almost four and it's interesting. He'll be like, I don't watch cartoons. I watch YouTube. He knows how to turn on the TV, go to YouTube and search for his favorite channels. And so he even doesn't even think about necessarily a creator. He thinks about channels and like, it's, it's fascinating because there are some music channels that he really digs and he'll sing like the rhythms that they're kind of jiving on this channel. So like, forget about radio, like he's on YouTube for music and for entertainment. And it's, it's pretty wild, candidly. I mean, then again, there are the creators like Blippi, like, <laughs> of course I love Blippi. Um, who doesn't love Blippi? Uh, so he's definitely, to your point, Blippi's a creator, right? He started on YouTube. That children's content segment on YouTube is, it is so powerful that there was just news over the past week or so that Kevin Mayer's unnamed company and his partner ended up buying uh, Moonbug, which owns Coco Melon for, I think, $3 billion, which is mind blowing to me. I mean, anyone that has kids knows why, because for two years, that was pretty much all he watched. He's a little past it now, but like it is, it is a thing. It's cool how you connect with certain creators and then you see your kid growing up. And so you see him as his relationship relates to other creators and what that looks like. But you recently moved over to the creator economy. What led you to make the jump? I mean, honestly, part of it is um, seeing the kids, right? Like what they gravitate towards. And I have nephews that are, you know, six and nine and they watch Minecraft. Like they watch Dream, they watch Preston and they're kind of impressed that I know who these people are, <laughs> which I did not know a year ago. They're like, whoa, you know, Preston, like all of a sudden I'm way cooler. That's the reality. Like, and I think the other thing I started appreciating is that, you know, if you're watching someone's dream, like it's not just passive, like there are really active elements to it. And this idea of building community in a very physical way has changed. And, you know, as a I mean, almost boomer, I guess, I, the world is changing and I think it's important for us to acknowledge that watching these kids interact and how they jive and how they build community just maybe really truly appreciate how much things are changing and then when I look at my own behaviors you know I used to buy cookbooks I don't buy cookbooks anymore I watch YouTube channels for recipes like that's just a very tangible example of how things are changing in ways that we don't even fully appreciate um and then you know I Liza Koshi I love her I think she's hilarious and I started watching her YouTube originals and I was like wow I'm, I'm watching YouTube and you know, there's something really cool about seeing someone like that on 
YouTube on a, I mean, it's TV show, I guess. I don't know what you call it, right? But there's no way she'd be on linear television. I mean, the world's changed, but the fact that she has a platform and a reach on YouTube is so powerful. And I just really believe that we are going to connect to people that we connect to in ways that are served outside of traditional industries. And there's something really powerful about that. Uh, and I'm, I'm just a big believer in the power of distribution through these creators. And I think it's the future. I can imagine that your conversations with your niece and nephew and, and your kid are more enjoyable than those with your friends because you probably have so much more to connect to with those kids <laughs> than you do with those around you because they probably have no idea who Preston is. They probably have no idea who Mr. Beast is. Yeah, they're they're in a different world. <laughs> so then talk to me about the origins of Creative Juice. You come from Plaid, come from more of like a financial services or financial tech background. You look to create something that is in this space. You team up with Ezra Cooperstein and create Creative Juice. Where did that idea come from? How did it come to be? Ezra and I met last year and he was like, look, you spent time in financial services. I spent time in the creator world. And I think creators can use a better financial services platform. And I was like, tell me more. I mean, my whole career, I'm motivated by bringing better financial services to people. And it's typically been underbanked, you know, or, you know, bad tech. And what I loved about this segment is I think there's something, again, very beautiful about what creators are doing. They're taking a chance on themselves. They're like solopreneurs. They're people who are building a business around them and saying, I don't want to do the traditional thing. I want to do it my way. And I want to build a life that I want to live. And I want to have passion in what I'm doing. I, I love that piece of it. And they're saying, I can be creative. Like, screw STEM. <laughs> I got this, right? Um, and when I started understanding what was happening and space, I just saw such a big opportunity to do banking in a better way, right? And technically, what we're doing is giving creators business bank accounts. And candidly, we struggle with how to talk about that because it's like kind of boring. Like, who wants a business bank account? But the reality is, you know, creators commingle their money. It makes taxes hard. There's just like a lot of pain points that we're solving with a business bank account that also takes care of invoicing and helps you give cash flow management because you don't have those tools. And if we can make that easier, then it makes it easier for you to be a creator. And, it, you know, we're in it with you. Right. And there's nothing that's doing that for creators. Like I, you know, you look at any of these websites, these influencer marketing platforms, like all these things, it's all built for brands. Like who's in the creator's court. Right. Uh, and we really want to do that. We want to help creators feel more empowered so that they can go do this full time. That just got me really excited. So that was the beginning of creative shoes. And Ezra and I, you know, I think he's just a really great human being as well. And someone I, I wanted to build something with and, you know, Night Media is involved and it's just so many great people who are all trying to do something here that's right by creators. It feels really great on a mission level as well. That's awesome. That's not that often that you get to that intersection where it's along that mission or that purpose or that thing that you really connect with, but it's also so fulfilling and the prospects are so huge. I'm wondering over the past year or so that you've been building the company and starting it up, what have been the most asked questions from creators? What are those voids that they're looking to fill to become better creators? How do I grow? <laughs> That's like the number one question. It's like, man, if I knew that, I'd go be, you know, Mr. Beast. I don't know, right? Like, you know, I guess the biggest piece of advice I give is just follow your passion, do what you enjoy doing. You know, I, I get this question a lot from creators, which is like, well, you know, I think if I do X, then I can grow my follower count because of this angle, but I don't really love doing it. And I'm worried that if I keep doing that in a year, I'll burn out. And it's like, well, you probably will. So just go do what you love doing and figure that out and follow your passion. So that's probably the number one thing. And from a creative juice perspective, like we can't wave a magic wand and 
make you be a massive channel that you want to be, or even just the channel that gives you a sustainable lifestyle, right? But what we can do is give you the tooling, give you some nudges, help you better understand how your channels are performing, like get you acquainted with concepts like evergreen revenue. Uh, we tell, you know, we have some nifty tools where if you hook up your YouTube channel, we'll tell you what your evergreen revenue is. Um, that's the that's like YouTube gold, right? Like it just keeps on pumping out AdSense dollars and that's awesome, right? And so we can do some cool tooling like that and start benchmarking you so you know how things are performing relative to other channels that are like you. But just empowering you to make more decisions is what we're hoping because I know a lot of people feel like it's a black box. And once you figure that out, we're there, right, to help you start segregating your business expenses from your personal expenses. So you're not stuck on the taxes. Uh, we want to give you discounts on places you spend. Again, just someone's in your court. We're in your court. We just want to be there to help you along the journey. It sounds like there's a really big education need, but also offering that is necessary when you're building a company around financial services, or you're building a company around even growth and offering prospects or a better perspective as to what the current status is and how to move forward. Is that a focus for you and the team as to like, how do you couple and add that education element so that you can be there along the way and you can continue to build trust with those creators? Since those are the questions that are being asked, like, how do I grow? What does this mean? What do these financial aspects mean? 100%. We will not succeed as a company unless we educate. Um, and it's educating on two levels. Uh, I think everyone's used to their bank being like a dumb bank. <laughs> just kind of put it in and it just sits there, right? Like, So we have to educate people that we're building like the next generation of fintech. It's not a bank, it's a smart bank. Like you can use our invoicing tool and we'll track your invoices for you. Like we talked to so many creators who have specific Google spreadsheets set up because they want to make sure that they got paid on their invoice. And, you know, we'll automate that for you if you use your bank account, because that's what your bank should do. Right. Or similarly, um, we can get you paid faster on your AdSense revenue and, you know, soon we'll support Twitch and some of your brand deals. Your bank's not doing that for you. Right. Um, we'll even be able to get your AdSense, um, you know, a couple of days earlier for free. Stay tuned on that one. But like, we're building tooling for you as a creator. So we have to educate them around that. And then there's a second pillar of education, which is, you're a business, like you're making money. Like creativity doesn't have to be anathema to making money. Like you can do both. Like let's help you feel empowered. And so uh, we have a lot of education to do and we're investing heavily into content. You can check out our blog, which talks about what it means to be a creator business. How do you get yourself in order with an LLC or sole prop, right? Check out our TikTok. We want to be giving tools up there, talking about our products, but also talking about um, what successful and savvy creators do to be successful. Um, so we're really excited to be working with Natalie Barbu on that and Roberta Blake, um, just really awesome creators themselves who, you know, talk about that openly, right? That you can be a creator and talk about the business side of things and it's totally okay. And you're still creative, <laughs> but that's great. They can live together. Um, so 100%. There's a lot of education to do on just, you know, what this new smart bank can be for you. And then second, what it means to be a business um, as a creator. I like how you guys are taking really strong figures in the space and using that to drive the education like Roberto. When you talk about a successful creator, in your mind, what do you think a successful creator does or what should a successful creator do around the financial aspect of their business? Yeah, I mean, I think first meta, right? I think successful creators are those that have been able to leverage their passion into making and doing this as a living. Um, now, how far you want to push that and reaching your potential, I think, is a very individual decision, right? But at least you feel like you have control over that. I think 
that goes to your question, well, what is what are they doing on the financial side? I think, one, it's understanding what your business looks like, right? Having control and understanding of your income streams across platforms and visibility into that so that if you want to grow, you can, right? And that you have consistency and predictability of income so that you're not all of a sudden, you know, one month you're doing, you know, a couple thousand dollars in a brand deal and then you're dry for the next few months and worried about how you're going to pay your bills. Like we want to help you even out that cash flow and feel like you have good life cycle management um, and can manage your money. And I think that's like a key piece of being a successful business creator is, is having that visibility so you can then control your money. So on that idea of cash flow management, it makes me feel that a creator having a founder beside them for their business, it sounds like that's where things might go in the future, just because there is so much potential. Do you see that as part of the future? I, I almost think of creators as solopreneurs, you know, not necessarily like the entrepreneurs, this person's like going out and raising venture capital money, but like creators, almost, they are solopreneurs or someone who starts up an idea, they start growing, they're they're building a business around them. Um, and I think it's going to be easier for people to do it by themselves if they want to. But then we work with a lot of creators that do have managers or kind of quote unquote founder mentality next to them. And if we can kind of service that bridge where we help give you the tools that you feel like you have a founder sitting next to you, that's telling you some of the stuff that maybe you don't really want to deal with all the time, then that's a big win because you're getting that much further along in your life cycle before you're signing up a manager and paying, you know, a rev share to them. Um, and so there is a little bit of that psychological safety where, hey, like we got you, we're in this with you. And, you know, we're, we're thinking about how we add more high touch elements as well. Like if you're above a certain size, maybe we can do, you know, sessions, right? Like help you like connect with someone who can give you tips on how to grow or give you like a business tune up, kind of brainstorm with you a little bit. So you don't feel like you're in this alone. Um, and there's there's definitely a component to that that we're working through. Uh, we really want to build that community and be that resource for creators. Yeah. Haven't thought about that before. I like how you framed it, psychological safety. I'm guessing that, again, there's so much, there is so much burnout. As someone who recently took over the social media role for hashtag paid and started creating TikToks myself, I now start to understand the pressure of writing the scripts, editing, making sure the videos are cut in, the, in a very specific way. Who's the audience for? You think the video is going to hit, it doesn't hit. So then you're kind of down, but you still have to keep producing. That idea of psychological safety, I think, is going to be more and more important as. I think we move forward. Do you think that there's an element of creative juice in the future, which is this therapist almost, or this like customer line that they can call day in, day out, whenever there's an issue to again, build that psychological safety with you and the team, which would then lead to a better relationship in the future? Look, I, I think therapy is a gift. I don't know that we're ever going to fill that role. Like we're not trained to do that. We're just, we're a smart bank that's going to help you on the business side of things. And so, you know, can we be your business manager on call? Like maybe, right? Um, so, I mean, and that's one part of psychological safety, but, you know, I, I think people should be talking about mental health more openly. Like, you know, you have a sore foot or you get a surgery on your leg and no one blinks an eye around, you need it to care yourself but a brain is an organ and it needs care too and um yeah i think that if there's anything we can do from a mission mission perspective is is to kind of help people feel less stigma around some of that um but i think that that kind of dial us up this is probably a little outside of our expertise but we would love to be focused on the business side of things and helping them feel like there's someone who can give them some tips and give them a business tune-up every so often so talk to me about that business side. What are the different offerings that Creative Juice has for these creators at the moment? Yeah, um, great question. 
So the first thing you do as a creator, you log in, you can connect your platforms. And we know this, like creators are on multiple platforms now. And sometimes you're like constantly checking stats across these things and logging into multiple places. We want to be your home hub where you walk in and you can just see it all in one place. And if you want to go deep, you can go deep, but at least one click, you can see your total user counts, how things are engaging, how they're performing, your top posts, like super easy, right? Daily. Um, Then the second thing we want you to do is start using us to tracking your invoices. Um, so when you're you know, billing someone for something, like just use your system, um, then you don't have to build a separate Google spreadsheet, super easy. Um, three, you know, you wanna know what you're worth, right? We know creators struggle with negotiating. We'll give you suggested rates as a jumping off point. You can edit them if you want, but we'll give you a nice clean media kit. So you're not spending hours every month in Canva trying to do something. It's just like a nice, like here's an industry standard, um, get the conversation going with the brand. Uh, and then, you know, finally, uh, we'll give you the cash flow management tools. So you log in and you've connected your YouTube. You can now get your boost up to 30 days earlier uh, or your YouTube AdSense up to 30 days earlier. So you're not worried about making payroll or making that rent or kind of buying that mic. Like, you know, investing in your business helps you grow. So, you know, you may not need that every month. Right. But when you need it, it's there. Um, second, we're starting to invest in creators. You know, we launched the Mr. Beast Fund this year where, we wanted to see what it would look like to invest in creator businesses. It's done awesome. And, you know, we're in the process of now taking out, um, you know, the facilities to go invest, you know, millions of dollars next year into creators because uh, we believe in them. Um, we believe in them as a business and their potential and we want them to bank with us and build credit with us and, you know, in turn invest in them. So, so that's some of what you get when you log in and become a member of Creative Juice. Very cool. It brings me back to my experience when I was in the music industry and a fan would stream your song today and you'd only get paid for that song 60, 90 days later. Why is it that there is, and I know we're not talking music industry here, but even on the creator side, because it's so cool that you guys can advance that ad sense a little earlier. Why is it that it takes so long for money to flow from these institutions to these creators? I think it, some of it just has to do with accounting systems, right? You're talking to big brands sometimes. I heard some of these big Fortune 50 companies take 120 days, right? They're not used to working with these individuals where the timing matters so much. They're used to working with big companies and that's just their accounting system. And then I think some other ones, you know, it's just, it's kind of managing their own cash float and, you know, when they can give money because of when they're getting money in. And so for us, we, we want to make a business out of helping creators manage that cash flow, like it's important, you know, like you do a big brand deal and you have to sit on that net 90 days, that's three months where you could be investing that back into your business or even putting it in crypto. I don't know, right? Like something, but that's time is money. And we want creators to feel like they have the option of um, controlling when that cash flow comes in versus just having to be at the mercy of whenever they get paid. And when that money comes in, whether it's the, the advancement of that AdSense or it's actually investing in creators, where do you see creators using those funds most commonly? Great question. So two things. One, equipment, better mic, better computer. Um, I want to you know, get some things I could do review on it, uh, phone. So that's number one, equipment. Number two is people. Uh, if I can pay more to get an editor, you know, do this for me or someone help me you know, produce this video, then I can get it all faster. I can make more cuts. I can put more stuff up quickly and that'll pay itself back and more. You only have so many hours in the day. Uh, as a creator. I can imagine that that would be a massive relief for a lot of these creators because again, to your point, they live on 
these platforms which move so fast every single day. And if there's a creative idea, unless you're Mr. Beast and you can build a squid game set up incredibly fast and film and have that capital, which is not likely for a lot of these creators. And then you have to go to alternative sources and then you have to understand, well, what terms are you going to get? And what does that mean? And to your point, that cash flow management. So I can see how that ecosystem that you and the team are building is just so necessary it's along with that education side too. And the nice thing is it's not debt, right? Like you're taking it out and yeah, we do take a small fee, right? That's how we make our money. But you know that you don't have to worry about paying it back to somebody, right? It's just, you have the control over it. And so we'll see how far we can get without debt, right? And even the investments, like technically it's, it's not a loan. We're kind of investing with you, right? And so it's not forever, it's a couple of years. And that's something that we work out with people. Um, but the idea is, look, like you grow, we grow. Is there a standard agreement or standard model that's used when investing in creators? Yeah. So generally what we do is um, we talk to the creator, uh, you know, they apply, you can apply on our website when you log in and we ask some information about you, your business plans. Uh, I mean, generally we ask that you are already monetizing because it shows that you have traction and that you can use investment to grow further. And, and that's really what we want to do. Um, and I know there's a lot of people who are looking for help getting started and, you know, I wish we could help everybody, but right now our focus is just on you know, helping you accelerate your growth. And so um, the model is generally let's figure out how much you need, what term of length you want that to be, whether it's two years or three years. Um, some have even said six months. And then what we do is we work through what the right rev share looks like. So we work on a kind of participation interest where we take a little bit of a cut on a minimum payment schedule. And then, you know, if you're doing better, then we get to participate in your upside. Um, and if not, then there's just a minimum payment schedule. So we really feel like it aligns incentives with creators and have really enjoyed working with the creators that we have so far. And we're excited to talk more about them publicly because I think they're just such great stand-up business creators that are just wonderful people as well. It reminds me of what we were talking about a little earlier on that education side. My guess is the creators that you're investing in have a bit of a team around them because I don't know how many individuals can actually understand the fact that, oh, well, you're being invested into and once you're being invested, once someone's investing into, what does that mean in the future? How does that operate? Can you act in the same way? Can you not? Is it the top one to 5% of creators that you guys are investing into or how deep does it go in that pyramid? I, I would say they're solidly middle-class creators um, and not like massive. One of them is like, I'd say definitely a solopreneur. He's got an editor that he uses in Canada. Um, he's doing most of it himself um, and he's phenomenal. And, you know, I thought it was so interesting. You know, he took out a pretty big investment in himself and what he's doing with it is, is pretty interesting. And it's like, how did you know that you could pay it back? Like, how did you get the psychological courage? Right. And he's like, I believe in it. I just, you know, like, I just know that if I had the money, I could do this and go forward and, that's awesome, right? And there's another, um, it's a husband-wife team. They are doing it mostly themselves. And part of the money is helping them hire some people to help them put out more stuff faster. You know, I just think part of why we want to hold them up and talk about them more publicly when we're ready is they're such great models for what's possible. And creators are just changing the definition of what's possible. And there's something very exciting about that. I think there is something so exciting about it. it one of the things that gets me so excited is the idea that there's no blueprint to what a creator business looks like, which I think is the coolest thing, which means that, yes, it's hard because there's no one to reference, but because there's no one to reference, it almost leads to our imagination as to how far this can go. What do you think the future of creator-led businesses looks like? 
I, I think um, every single business in America is going to be a creator business on some level, like with a social media presence. And it's going to be just as important to how you think about your business as like your inventory or whatever it is, um, because it's lead gen, it's engagement, it's 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 all of those things. And I think creator businesses are going to be more easily global, candidly, right? Where if I'm creating something here, it's going to be super horizontal, like we see fitness creators now do classes, but they also do clothing lines and then protein shakes and, you know, meal plans. And we see travel creators, you know, do travel stuff and, you know, but they're also being travel agents now, which is super cool, right? Remember, we thought we were rid of travel agents, but now you're seeing these like amazing travel creators being like, yeah, I'll plan your trip for you because I know these like cool little different places and more experiences. And I think we're going to see that in furniture. Like you'll see this amazing wood maker, but then he'll be like, yeah, I'll make you this chair. No problem. You know, like I just think it's super horizontal and global because you don't need to just drop into a retail shop, right? Like you can do that digitally. Do you think that scares traditional businesses? I mean, it's change. So there's also opportunity there. Um, and I think that's why you're seeing so much brand money drop into social media because there's an appreciation for the decline of linear television. And I think that's a good thing for creators. It just means that, you know, the, the biggest creators can only take so much sponsorship money, right? Like yeah. they have to, they can't just do that all day long, right? Like they've got other content they've got to create. And so mm-hmm. it just means more brand money coming down into the long tail of creators. And I think that's super exciting and a great opportunity for creators where it's not about the size of your base, right? But it's about how tight they are to what you're representing and also the engagement that you're getting there. And so, um, you know, I really hope more and more creators in the long tail can start uh, monetizing more efficiently off that as well. I really like that. It brings me back to a guest that I had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And she was talking about how whenever she does brand deals, there's always like a 150, at least 200% return or ROI. She was saying, oh, because she's so mission-driven as a creator that her audience sees, oh, any business that, her name's Maddie, that Maddie connects with, they see it as, oh, that business is now representing and supporting Maddie on her journey so that we have to support her. The idea of influence, I think influence has a bit of a stigma and cringe around it today, but that idea of influence in such a wholehearted way is incredible and so powerful as you were talking about the change of environments, whether it's a travel agent or it's someone making your furniture in the future. 100%. So let me ask you this. Why is it that traditional banks don't see creators as, I guess call it like viable businesses when they're underwriting them or to give them these traditional loans as it compares to other traditional small, medium businesses? I mean, financial services is just a it's, it's a bit risk averse. It's conservative. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's just the way it is. Right. But that means there's opportunity for us to help pave the way for investing in creators and treating them like businesses. Like we're probably one of the only places that you can go to and quickly and easily open a business bank account that's FDIC insured and do it as a sole prop, right. Where you don't need LLC or C corp paperwork. And so now you're set up, you're legitimized as a business bank account for your creator business. And then if you decide to go incorporate or be an LLC later, we'll help you on that journey. We'll, we'll, we'll do that with you. Um, and I can't think of another bank that'll let you do that. Um, but that's just, you know, there's a different DNA here, right? Like we get, we have to face the questions of a lot of people asking us like why we think we're going to be able to succeed. <laughs> right? So you kind of, it's like, like a creator too. You kind of just got to believe in it. And I really do believe in it. Well, it surprises me that even up until this point that some banks haven't built divisions 
for creators, seeing as to how powerful the creator space is and seeing how massive these creators are getting and it's not small scale. Do you know of any traditional banks across the world that are doing such thing or they, they're still holding to their same model? I, I would say um, because we were probably living and breathing the creative economy, we're like, this is going to be huge. It's so big. But if you talk to most people in the country, they're probably like, what? <laughs> what is this? Right. And I think that in the next five to 10 years, the world's going to change around them. And we're all going to be buying clothes and furniture and meal plans from our favorite creators online. And that's going to be amazing. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know of anyone else that's as focused on it as, as we are. Talking a bit of competitive set, who else plays in your space? Look, I, I think the more creator tools that are out there, the better, um, because it gets creators to know that there's a better way of doing things. Like you don't have to create media kits in PowerPoint. Like you don't have to track your invoices in a Google sheet, right? Like we can automate so much of this for you. And, you know, in terms of what we're building, like I can't speak to other companies, but I think that we are uniquely like the only bank for creators that I know, right? Like banking made for creators where, you can come in online, very easily open an account. And if you're any business with a social media presence and you're starting, like, come bank with us. We'll take care of you, right? We believe in you. We got you, right? And especially now if, as an early user, you get to be on that building journey with us. Our Discord is super cool. We preview a lot of the stuff that we do in there. We get feedback. We do testing sessions, right? And it's fun. Like, a lot of people really love it. And, you know, we'll, we'll reward you for your time. We appreciate the feedback. Um, but that's, like, part of the community. And we love building with other creators as well. What's one thing that you've come across as something surprising, maybe, from these feedback sessions over the past month? Yeah, I mean, I think that the hardest part, and this is partly why we've invested so much in, in education, is um, helping creators, like, understand the money part of it. Um, we first started off thinking that creators wanted to see their money up front and center, but they actually really want to leave with growth um, and their metrics across social media platforms. So just really trying to get that balance. Um, but I guess the second thing that I've got is just how excited creators are to see a tool that's made for them. And like, look, we're, we're not even a year old. There's so much for us to do, right? Like our YouTube channel is like 200 subs metaphorically, we don't actually have a YouTube channel yet. Um, but like, that's how we are in the journey, right? We haven't even monetized yet. You know, there's so much more to do. And just like any small channel, like we want to hear from your base, right? Like, and look, like, we can't do all of the money stuff for global listeners, or those of you who are not in the US, just, you know, regulation, all that kind of stuff. But if you're in the US, like you get the full breadth of the platform. And if you're not in the US, then you can at least start tracking some of your metrics. And, you know, if you set up a US LLC, then you can use our whole platform. And I know a lot of international creators do that just to make business easier. So um, I think there's a lot of goodness there. And we're really excited to just be supporting the entire creator economy. I could see you light up when that second part, when you were saying that how excited creators are to have a, a business or to have a partner in a platform that can actually support them farther than the social media platforms can right now. I'm sure it's such a, a breath of fresh air on the idea of the creators, what's the split of creators that you guys work with? I mean, honestly, it's kind of the gamut right now. And that's kind of surprised us. Um, there's a lot of micro ones, right? Like under 100 subs, just getting started. And that's cool. Like, like you go, right? Um, uh, but there's also, you know, a lot of creators that are monetizing. But then what really kind of surprises me is sometimes there are creators that are making $10,000 a month off AdSense. And they haven't yet set up a business bank account and their finances are a hot mess and everything's just commingled. And they're like, oh, we kind of got to get this in order. And it's like, oh, my goodness, yes. Um, and it's super exciting that they're trusting us to be their their partner in that. Um, and I, I want to be, you know, I want to be serving creators of all sizes there. Um, 
So I, I think it's just in some ways it's a blessing because like we're serving everyone, but in other ways it's like, well, what's our core target and what's interesting to us is that we're solving needs across the spectrum. Uh, so you're never too early or, or too late to join. That's so comforting that these like very, very, very small creators are so excited to get on the platform and start u- utilizing it even before they're at any type of sustainable income. To me, shows like a, a very positive behavior going forward, because if that's their mindset now, and if they're great storytellers and they can find that audience, their mindset is not only the creation side, but it's also taking care of the business side. And that just means a better future for, for the whole ecosystem. Oh, for sure. Right. Like there's something to be said about starting to track your expenses separately, like start, you know, your utilities, your Wi-Fi, your computer, your mic, your headphones, like those are all things that you're investing into your business and you track that and, and separate it out. And that's good discipline up front. So um, I'm really excited too. And I think the more education we do and the more creators help other creators, you know, like this first generation of creators is really paving the way. I think um, the better off the next generation of creators are going to be and the easier it'll get. Agreed. Agreed. Super exciting. So to end it off, if you were a creator on any platform, what platform would you be on and what type of creator would you be? I'd be a food creator. I do a cooking thing. Um, and, you know, my family's from India. My parents are from India. Uh, and I grew up eating this food that you can't ever get anywhere else. And I would want to help people, you know, understand the amazingness of this. I had growing up in college, I'd have friends come over for meals. And they'd be like, oh, my gosh, how do you make this? And there's no better way of doing it than by video. I tried to make a cookbook once, but it was really hard to do because you couldn't see how things are supposed to be. And so I'd love to do video content. I'd probably do YouTube shorts and TikTok because it's easier to just get stuff up and do it fast. And that's what I do.